Hello and welcome to Nerd Girl Musings Podcast. My name is Jen and I'm so glad you're here. What's up everybody? Thank you for coming back for another episode of Nerd Girl Musings. So let's actually muse today. Um, for a while we've talked about some pretty heavy topics and some social issues and things that are dear to my heart and I will continue to do that. Thank you for those that have reached out to me um, and I really appreciate the feedback. First of all, um, I'm glad to know that you are enjoying this type of content that I'm putting out. Um, I'll keep doing what comes to my heart and my head and we'll just keep going from there. So I thought today we would get back to some movies because I haven't talked about movies in a little while. So I happened to, I don't know if it would be run across or remember, um, a favorite of mine from my mid-90s teenage high school time. So it it does fall in my list of chick flicks, um, ones that if you were a girl in the mid-90s, if you knew a girl in the mid-90s, chances are you have seen this movie or um, someone you know has seen this movie because this was the the 90s version of what Beaches and Steel Magnolias and Man on the Moon did for us in the 80s. This was one of those, you watch it with your best friends, you at a slumber party and you exchange best friend bracelets or necklaces and say, we're going to be friends forever until you graduate and go off on your separate ways. And now you only keep in touch via Facebook. And even then you couldn't really pick them out in a crowd most of the time. Although I lie, a lot of people I knew from those days I could pick out in a crowd. I just don't talk to them. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, You have to grow up and you make new friends and different friends. But one thing that I think this movie does very well is it reminds us of those friendships, those things that we said and did when we were those ages. And when you're an adult, you can go back again and you can experience some of those memories and those good times. So, you know, I was lucky enough in the 80s and 90s to be the age that I was to watch Beaches, Steel Magnolias. Um, There's another really good one that you cannot find on DVD it is called Silence Like Glass. It's with Martha Plimpton and Jamie Gertz. I highly recommend it if you can ever find it. I found it once on a VHF, uh, VHS and absolutely stunning, uh, horrific, lots of F-bombs movie. But um, very good, very good film. Uh, but you just can't find it anywhere. And believe me, I've tried Um, How to Make an American Quilt is also another one of those chick flick slumber party type of movies. Um, I did a lot of this when I was this age, when I was that 12 to 16-ish. You know, we would always do one of these type of movies and then like a horror movie. And that's how I found um, Nightmare on Elm Street and, and, you know, all the... All the good, good movies were back then. I There's just no comparison today. Um, so this one was very near and dear to my heart. It came out in 95, 
which was the year that I graduated. And I remember when this came out because I drove um, my best friend at the time. Uh, her name was Liv. And I drove her to go see it with me wherever it was that it was playing. And, you know, like I said, if you either were a teenage girl in the mid-90s or knew one, they likely had a bonding moment over this movie at some point. So the, the description says four childhood friends now in their 30s are having a reunion. Their lives have gone separate and very different ways. And together again, they reminisce about their younger years, especially the eventful period when they were 12 years old. So this movie takes place in the 1970s, and it takes place in 1991. Um, and so we essentially have two casts. Uh, first, we have the the younger cast, the, gr- the girls. Um, we've got Christina Ricci, Thora Birch, Gabby Hoffman, and Ashley Ash- Aston Moore. Um, all very up-and-coming. They were the hottest actresses of the day back when this movie was filmed. And their counterparts are played by Rosie O'Donnell, Melanie Griffith, Demi Moore, and Rita Wilson. And then we have some appearances by a few names that you might re- remember. We've got Devin Shaw. Uh, you might know him as Stan from the Eminem video or Casper from the movie Casper, which was also with Christina Ricci, or even that little-known movie called Final Destination. So he got around a lot during this time of, of um, the filming, so he was in a lot of different things that were pretty popular at the time. We also had Cloris Leachman, Lolita Davidovich, uh, Janine Garofalo, Hank Azaria, Bonnie Hunt, Brendan Fraser, and uh, Demi's daughter has a little role, um, Rummer Willis. Uh, she's in this movie as well. So essentially when these girls were girls, they make a promise that they will come back if any of them ever needs one another. So as the beginning of the movie starts, somebody needs needs the group together. And we find that Chrissy is having a baby. So um, Chrissy is, you know, prepping and getting ready. And Roberta also still lives in the same town. Uh, she is apparently the town gynecologist and also going to be delivering the baby. So Roberta and Chrissy never left town. They stayed put. And then we have Roberta and Teeny who went off to go tackle their various careers. Um, Teeny being played by Melanie Griff- Griffith. Uh, was living the Hollywood life, and so, you know, they show pictures of her on the front of TV Guide and People and all of those kind of things being very, very her. She arrives in a limo. It's just fitting. And then we've got Demi Moore, who plays um, a uh, Samantha, and she's a, a science fiction novelist, writer, and a chain smoker. And um, so, you know, these two both led or shall I say fled, away from their Indiana town that they grew up in, couldn't get far enough away. And uh, somewhere in the beginning, we learned that it's been at least 10 years since they were home last. So um, the ladies haven't seen one each other, one another in a long time. And so now here they are together together for the birth of their friend's baby. And then it, it takes us back to... Um, back in the day. And so we're in the backyard and, and there's a big um, 
uh, treehouse. Well, let's uh, let me rephrase that. It's not a treehouse. It's like a cabin in a tree, because a treehouse, like I remember, had two by fours as your ladder to get up, and you might have had a few two by fours and some plywood laying down, so that way you didn't fall. But pretty rickety stuff. This is a has a room with windows and curtains and valances and all this kind of stuff. This is not a treehouse. But anyway, maybe in a ritzy world it is. But um, so we go from today, the 1991 scene, and then we're flashing back to when they were girls. And that's really where the movie kind of takes off. And we learn that they're all living in something called the Gaslight District, which is funny because – it described it as, you know, the up and coming thing and in neighborhoods back in the 70s. And I remember I lived in a neighborhood called Lamplight Estates back where I grew up. And it didn't dawn on me actually until I was watching this where every house had a lamplight and it was in the front yard um, and we all had it. And I, I forgot about that. Um, the entrance to the neighborhood was really cool. Um, it had these giant pillars that people would always hit in the wintertime. Um, so after a few years, I think they just finally gave up putting it back together. But um, it was just a really cool entrance. And so it makes me think, um, considering it was in the 70s when I lived there, that it probably was very similar um, in style back then for these type of communities. So it was a perfect two-parent family home and you know they show the dads all leaving for work and kids all running outside to play uh, because this movie takes place in the summertime and we learn we learn a few things about our lead actresses here we've got Sam whose parents were fighting and uh, were apparently getting a divorce and Sam didn't want to tell her friends that was something that she was scared to share or ashamed to share, but she didn't want to tell her friends. And then we've got Roberta, who has four brothers and a dad because her mom passed away when she was four years old. And we also learned that she is a tomboy who doesn't want breasts. Um, she, no matter what she does, they keep growing. Hate to break it to you, that happens. Um, and then we have Teeny, who is, when we see her, she is practicing her acceptance award and interview from winning the Academy Awards. And uh, her parents are country club parents, and she's an only child, um, and they're essentially big partiers, and she doesn't have anything to do with them, really. And then finally, we have Chrissy. Uh, everything with Chrissy is pink and perfect, and she calls her mom Mommy, which drives me nuts, but it speaks to the character that she's playing. Um, and... Her mom is trying to protect her daughter from um, her friends. She feels her friends are being a bad influence. So she uh, describes things in a very interesting way that kind of leads Chrissy off path um, down the road. And, and so her friends kind of poke fun at her for what she knows or what she thinks she knows because her mom has misled her a bit. And these girls, they decide to... Um, they decide to hold a seance, and that's kind of what kicks off the whole movie is they have the seance, and a mystery is unveiled. And so the rest of the movie, they're trying to solve this mystery. And 
there are some great scenes in here. There's, you know, some funny, funny scenes where there are boys that um, are brothers and these boys just pick on the girls because that's what boys and girls do. And, you know, in the beginning, it's called an air raid and they get them with jello and um, and then the girls shout back, you know, we'll we pay our debts. We're going to get you back kind of thing. And um, we find the boys are skinny dipping one day. And so the girls steer their clothes and they're, you know, running away with them and making them run after them to get their clothes. And so that's kind of cute. Um, there's a great softball scene. You know, girls can't play softball and then they're fighting and then it's they're all piled on top of each other, you know, just fighting, having a blast, um, being kids. And we also deal with some pretty heavy topics in this movie. For as light and fun as it is, there's also some pretty dark topics underneath it. They deal with grief and divorce, the first kiss, boys versus girls, female friendships. There's a near drowning um, and also kind of the treatment of someone because there's a character um, they call Crazy Pete and nobody really knows him. They don't understand. And during their, you know, their Scooby-Doo gang time here where they're trying to solve their mystery, they learn more about Pete or at least two of the girls do. And they understand why he only comes out in the dark and, and how People don't treat him the same. And so um, there's some there's some deep, deep uh, moments. And then there's funny ones to balance them. I think that, um, you know, it's, it's the chemistry between Christina Ricci and Devin Shaw. Um, because they had that in Casper, I think it flows really easily here. So it's just cute to see how they continue that um, that interaction between the two of them. You know, essentially they have their first kiss, and then she says, if you tell anyone, especially your brothers, I'll kick the crap out of you. And it's, it's like a perfect thing that you would see her saying. And um, so I think it fits pretty well. Robert Ebert uh, only gave this movie two stars and actually gave it kind of a brutal... A brutal review. He felt that it was trying to be like Stand By Me, except without the substance. And, um, you know, he really dismissed it. Uh, he felt that Man on the Moon was a better depiction of, um, of a girl's story and kind of an evolution from girlhood to womanhood kind of thing. And that is a good movie. And that actually wasn't on my list at any point. And I think I might have to if I can find it, I might have to revisit that one because Reese Witherspoon was amazing. It was a it was a very um, it was a big moment for her in her career. And um, oh gosh, I haven't seen that movie in years and years and years. Um, the one thing I did find interesting as I was looking up some facts about this movie is that initially, the part of Roberta was supposed to be gay, and the writer and director said that they they pitched this movie to Rosie O'Donnell so many times and finally convinced her to take the, the role and everything was good. It was a gay character um, and they did some test screens and apparently people freaked out when they learned that Roberta being the gynecologist 
um, is gay. And that freaked them out. So (laughs) my two cents on the whole thing is I don't care if you're gay or not, but my friend is not going to be delivering my baby. That's a that's the true thing for me. I wouldn't you can be in the room if you want, I think. I don't know. Do people do that? Since I haven't had a kid, I can't answer that question. I don't know that I'd want anybody in there like that actually now that I say it. But um but I would not want you as my gynecologist. Um you know, I had a friend uh when I was when I was younger, uh, she was in nursing nursing school, and she had to help my physician uh, with my skin grafts. And I allowed that simply because she was in school, and I knew it would be a great learning opportunity um, for her. And I, at that point, I didn't care. But she wasn't delivering a baby. So I think that's where the true issue needs to be. But again, this was 1995. I think acceptance was different. And um, so they redubbed a line. If you're if you're watching the very beginning of the movie, where um, uh, Rosie O'Donnell is pushing Demi Moore and Melanie Griffith in the swings, and they're talking about how Roberta didn't leave. She's she lives an alternative lifestyle, um, and they had to redub that line where she lives in sin with her boyfriend because that's not what it was originally. And that part makes me sad. So I almost wish I didn't know that. Um, But it is what it is. And it still doesn't make me hate the movie. I still like the movie. There are parts that are very dull, and it kind of drags. So if you've seen it as many times as I've seen it, it's um, it's not one that I sit down and watch like I'm watching for the first time or something. I'll, I'll put it on in the background uh, because there are some fun parts that I do like, but it's not something that um, that I sit down and watch like I would Steel Magnolias. Um, although Steel Magnolias and Beaches, those two have a quote, quotient that you, do, you just cannot watch those two movies without quoting every single line. And um, so I can't watch them with anyone because I will annoy them from just saying the whole movie during the, the watching. So, um, yeah, so that's, I think that's my, that's my take on, on now and then uh, rather than go through the whole movie bit by bit. If you can see it, I know it was on Netflix a couple of months ago Um you know, it's it's just really good for the the teen teen girls. Um, it, they just do some teen things, and I think some of the support actors that they have in this movie are really good. They they picked perfect roles for each one of those characters, and so I think this makes it a fun movie overall, and one that I highly recommend for those sleepovers if you are inclined to have them. And that's all that we have for our episode today. Make sure that you hit the subscribe button so you never miss out. And head on over to Instagram and say hello. And make sure to give us a like. Have a good day and be well.